All right, guys, welcome to the podcast. If you are listening to this, um, this podcast was actually really designed for YouTube. It's a YouTube video on how to mount a scope onto a hunting rifle. Um, you know, I decided I'm going to go ahead and release the audio version as well anyway, um, just because it might be helpful. Um, you may be able to pick up some stuff just listening to it in your car. Um, but mainly I would recommend going to YouTube and watching this video. Um, you know, I'm no expert, as I say in the intro to the video. Um, I have learned a thing or two and, um, and successfully mounted a few optics onto some rifles with good results. Um, so, you know, if you're looking to step up your game and accuracy, um, you know, if you got a new rig and you really need a detailed step-by-step uh, explanation of all the steps that are involved in properly mounting an optic onto a hunting rifle. Uh, this video is for you. Um, so it's, you know, like I said, it's, it's longer, you know, it's detailed. It's not a quick how to it's, it's pretty in depth. So, um, you know, you may want to listen or, um, you know, you probably want to go to YouTube and check it out. And while you're there, hit that subscribe button. That would be much appreciated. And uh, I'm just going to jump in here and I hope this is helpful. A little bonus episode. So um, enjoy. All right, guys. Well, welcome to the Hunter's Quest YouTube channel. Um, today, I'm going to walk you through mounting a scope on a new rifle. Um, I do not claim to be an expert. You know, um, this is a hunting rifle. This is a very nice hunting rifle and I'm putting a very nice optic on it, but um, I'm not a precision rifle shooter. Um, I'm not an expert. Um, I have learned a few things along the way and I have done this before with pretty good results. Um, you know, and just, just to let you know where this all kind of began, you may or may not, or you may in the future see this random piece of wood uh, on the background of my set. And um, this right here, is a section of a tree that I took off as a reminder because you can see it has a nice little spot where a bullet went through the side of it. And basically this buck right here behind me, um, I hunted him for two years and the first year I saw him, um, he was every bit as big as he is there. Um, one of the biggest deer I'd seen in, in my local area there and um, I'd hunted hard all year. Finally he had a hot doe behind my stand one day and I come from uh, my background is a is a bow and rifle or bow and shotgun only county. So you know I didn't grow up around rifles. I don't I didn't know much about rifles or accuracy or any of that stuff. I kind of just was like, ah, hey, you just throw a scope on there, kind of zero it in, and you're good to go. Didn't really give it much thought, which is crazy looking back. But um, anyway, I had this shotgun set up. This is a rifle, this slug gun. Um, but you know, I hadn't checked it. I hadn't checked any of the components on it in years and basically saw this buck and shot and missed, hit the tree. Um, and I did thank God end up getting another opportunity in the buck the next year. Um, but as you guys probably know, that hurt a lot. So that was the kind of turning point. And I kind of kept this thing as a reminder because this thing, that was a turning point. I was like, you know what? No more. I am done missing deer. Cause what I did was I looked at my shotgun after and the um, the little uh, base I had for my scope on there was just completely, you could just jiggle it with your hands. And I didn't even check that. Um, so it's kind of embarrassing, but I said, you know what, no more. I'm not going to miss any more deer um, because of stuff I can control, like, 
you know, not checking that kind of stuff. So yeah, especially when I got into Western hunting, you know, you're putting a lot of time and resources into, uh, you know, going on these hunts and you gotta just control everything you can. So you gotta make sure your weapon system is ready to go. So this video is for, you know, guys who were like me, who maybe wanna step up their game in accuracy. Um, this is not really intended for experts. You know, if you're an expert, you're probably not watching this anyway. Um, and I'll probably be doing something that's gonna aggravate you, but I don't really care. I had to, I needed to do this anyway. So I figure what the heck, I might as well make a video about it. Maybe you can help some folks out. Um, you know, so I'm kind of approaching this from a standpoint of someone who's a beginner who wants to step up their game. You know, maybe you just got your first Western hunting rig, uh, you, or you got your old rig, but you want to put new optic on it and just step up your accuracy game. Um, and I do got to give a shout out to my buddy, Ned. If you've seen the Kodiak video or heard some of my podcasts, you heard me talk about Ned. Um, he helped me get into Western hunting and he is ex Navy special warfare and um, just very knowledgeable about weapon systems. And he actually taught me a lot of this stuff I'm about to share with you um, and, and really helped me go from kind of just slapping together a little rifle rig that was like so-so to, you know, now I, um, I'm not saying I'm an amazing marksman or anything, but I can hit pretty consistently out to 500, um, which is, you know, good for where I'm at right now. Um, so anyway, and I'm hoping to get better at that, but it starts with your weapon system and you know every single component you put on a rifle is going to have some effect on your accuracy and it's usually going to have a negative effect. Uh, so you just got to make sure every single component is the best you can, you can afford or you can get at that time reasonably. Um, so it's, it's, it's really important that you just have good stuff. The other part of this thing is, um, you know, it's, it's not... I used to be intimidated by this, and it's really not that hard. You just kind of have to know what you're doing um, a little bit, and you have to have the right tools. It's just like any other job. Um, you're not gonna do it right unless you have the right tools to get the job done. Um, that being said, if you're you know investing some money into a um, you know a hunting rig, um, into a nice optic, a nice rifle, um, it's worth you know spending the extra money on, uh, you know, like for example, uh, this gun vise here and all these tools I'm going to take you through. So, um, you know, that's the biggest thing too. I did kind of in the beginning was I'd get excited. I got a new gun new stuff and I wouldn't have all the proper tools ready to go. And I would kind of start and, and get ahead of myself and then, you know, end up stripping out a screw or not having the Loctite or whatever, and just having a headache. So before you even start, just like any good like technician will tell you, make sure you've got all the tools you need, a good workspace, um, starting with this, um, a nice level table or workbench. I'm going to make sure it's level and solid. Um, and then obviously your gun vise here. And then, you know, your rifle, you know, um, this is a Seekins Precision Havoc element I just got. I'm super excited about this rifle. It's an amazing uh, rifle. Um, it just came in the mail. It's in 300 Win Mag. Um, really blessed to have this. And then, um, you know, if you're gonna spend money on a on a rifle, you know, they say spend as much or even sometimes a lot more on your optic. Um, so friends over at Loophold um, hooked me up with this. This is a VX6 HD. Um, Four to twenty-four by fifty-two, so it's a thirty-four mil tube. 
Um, it's a great scope. It's probably the best scope I've ever had. Um, it's got illuminated reticle. But that being said, is um, you know, a lot of guys will say, you know, you can, you're much better off with a cheap rifle and a really nice piece of glass than the other way around. So do not buy a nice rifle and slap some garbage scope on there. You will regret it. Um, if anything, spend more more money on your optic and 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 less on the rifle. So. Um, that being said, another thing is you want to make sure you got, um, you know, some really high quality scope rings. Um, like I said, every single component you put on here is going to have an effect one way or the other. And um, I, I made that mistake before my first trip to Alaska. Um, I mean, to be fair, my whole weapon system was kind of not quite dialed, but I had some really just crappy rings and bases. And about a week before the trip, I noticed my scope was sliding and had to just completely redo everything. I freaked out, I almost, it almost messed me up. Ended up getting it taken care of, but you don't wanna have that going on. So you wanna make sure you get everything done right the first time. First step is gathering your tools. So the tools I got here, you know, I got this Wheeler Engineering um, level set. I can't remember what the official name is, but um, it's a barrel clamp level and then like another little reference level here, which I will show you that. Some Q-tips, you know, I have um, a lapping bar, which is also from Wheeler. Also, you can get a kit from Wheeler that has all the stuff in there, but this is the lapping compound. It's 220 grit lapping compound, and I will get into that. Um, you need some acetone. I raided my wife's nail polish stuff and got her nail polish remover. Um, so, need some acetone. Um, in that lapping kit also came these um, the scope alignment tool, which I will show you how we use that as well. Got some gun oil, a Wheeler engineering fat wrench. This is a torque screwdriver. Um, basically so you can make sure you're getting the proper amount of torque on your screws without over torquing. Another mistake I made in my early days. Um, and some oil, a little bit of tape, paper towels, and obviously you want your rings, bases, optic, rifle, all that good stuff. So um, let's just jump right in here. The first thing I'm going to do actually is I'm going to degrease all my screws and components. So anytime you have, um, you know, rings and bases coming from a factory, there is a decent chance that they're going to have some just oil on them from the manufacturing uh, process. Basically the reason you want to decrease stuff is just because, like I said, from the manufacturing process, a lot of times you'll just have a little bit of residual grease on there and that can not, that can affect the ability um, of the components to get a firm uh, grip in there with the Loctite um, and can, uh, you know, cause them to jiggle out later after you know lots of um, lots of shots and whatnot, so so this this rifle has um, the base as you can see already built onto the frame of the rifle. Um, that's pretty nice that Seekins does that. Now, um, if it was not like that, you would want to um, also degrease all of your um, screws and whatnot to go in here, and I'll walk you through some of that stuff as well. The reason I'm doing this first is so that you got plenty of time for this stuff to properly dry 
while I'm kind of doing my other stuff here. So, so you're gonna go back with my Q-tip here, dip it in the acetone. I'm gonna degrease all this stuff. This is a step that a lot of guys kind of overlook or don't do, but like I said, you gotta control everything you can and do everything as thoroughly as possible. You owe it to yourself and you owe it to the animals you're hunting to make sure this is as good as you can get it. All right. Now, if you're dealing with a rifle that doesn't have the uh, ring base already on there, that's another place where you don't wanna skimp. You wanna get nice bases and rings and um, what you would do in that circumstance is you would also wanna degrease all those components and the holes as well. And then um, you'd apply with a Q-tip a small amount of oil in between your base and your receiver of your rifle just to make sure it doesn't get any rust in there. And then you would torque down those screws. Next, make sure we got all the acetone off of our components, I'll grab a dry Q-tip here. And just make sure they're nice and dry. Okay, so we're just gonna finger tighten those on there. Now I, just from experience, I know that I like to have my optic set pretty far back on the rifle. Now you do wanna make sure it's not too far back, especially with um, you know, large, large caliber because you don't want to get bit by that scope. Um, now, at first, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to, I'm not going to put my Loctite yet, and I'm just going to, like, finger tighten or just, you know, I'm going to get these things tight enough on here that they um, will hold in place, but I'm not Loctiting them and, like, cinching them down yet because I wanna make sure I got my scope placed on there where I want it first. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and remove the bolt and just set this aside for now. Okay, so next thing you're gonna do is make sure that your scope is you know, in the right spot where you want it basically. So again, I have a loop hold VX6 HD 4 to 24 by 52. It's a 34 mil tube. And you know, that's something also that I kind of screwed up in the beginning um, was, you know, you got different tube diameters. Like that's how much of a beginner I was in the beginning. I didn't even know there was different tube diameters of scopes. Um, you know, probably sounds stupid, but um, you want to make sure all your tools are the right size. So actually for this, you know, I had, this is my first scope in a 34 mil tube. So I had to order, you know, new alignment tool and all that um, because I didn't have, I didn't have that, that, uh, that size. I'm gonna go ahead and put the tops on here just so I don't drop this thing off. Just to keep the thing from dropping on the floor. Um, basically, you want to take the rifle and shoulder the rifle in a, in a position that's comfortable for you with your eyes closed, okay? So you want to shoulder the rifle with your eyes closed, get to a spot that feels comfortable, 
where you'd want to shoot naturally, and then open your eyes, and you should be able to see in that scope without any of the black. The um, sight picture should be clear. Now, right now, it's actually pretty good for me. I'm going to test it. I'm going to come out and see how far I can go before I start losing and how close I can get in. So it's about in the middle, honestly. So it's actually kind of pretty close to where I want it to be, which is right about there. So what I'm going to do actually is take my pencil, just make tiny little marks here. on my scope just so I can remember where she's at. So now that I got my scope and figured out where I need the bases to go on here, I'm going to go ahead and take the scope off and set it to the side for now. And remove these screws here. Another really important piece of, I guess you could call it a tool that I forgot to mention is blue Loctite. It's a thread locker, blue, number 242 from Loctite. Um, just kind of the standard everybody uses for this, for this type of job. Make sure you shake it up nice and good. So you don't want to put just a dab of your blue Loctite onto first base screw. Now you want to make sure on any of these types of screws you don't just like crank down one of them and leave the other one there. So you want to um, get that thing like finger tight and then just leave it finger tight for now until we get the other one in. So we got our Loctite on our second one. Now, um, at this point, you want to make sure you check the manufacturer specs for your torque. You know, I'm double checking here. It looks like it says the ring clamp is 50 to 55 inch, inch pounds. I'm going to crank this guy up to 50. Make sure you get your specs correct, but um, double checking um, actually per seconds, it needs to be between 50 and 55. And you want to make sure you get enough Loctite on there to get it done, but you don't want to like overdo it and have Loctite spewing everywhere. You really just need like a drop of Loctite, to be honest. And it's very important to Loctite your stuff. You know, just over time, the percussion of firing, especially heavy caliber, even if it's torqued down, it's going to eventually want to come loose. So this thread locker, you really want to make sure that you use that and use the appropriate one. Again, that's the blue 242 Loctite. So, all right, so now we got our bases on here. And the next step is going to be 
the lapping process. So um, before you lap, you know, I recommend taking your alignment tools here and what you do is basically set these guys into your bases, okay? And you, you probably want to put the tops on there, but I'm just showing you guys what's... So basically, if you can see, there's these two tiny little points right here. And I'll try to zoom in here. Um, it's basically telling you if these points are touching or virtually touching or extremely close to touching that your scope uh, rings are aligned properly. Um, now, if they're not aligned properly, um, the lapping process, which is what I'm going to show you now, is going to um, iron out most of your minor alignment issues. Now, if it's, and if it's just completely way off, this is where you want to make sure you're, you're buying quality components. You know, if you've got a quality rifle with good bases and good rings, you know, it shouldn't be a huge deal. Um, you know, my Weatherby and my tally rings and my last setup was just fractions and fractions off, a little bit of lapping, and it was perfect, no problem. This Seekins, I gotta say, um, this is out of the box, Seekins rings um, and, and the Seekins rifle, completely out of the box. I haven't touched it at all, and it's almost perfectly aligned, which is which is pretty cool. It's saying something about Seekins, as you can see. If, if it wasn't, it would be, you know, you'd be able to see a difference in those two points, so they'd be off a little bit. Um, again, if it's major, you may want to first consider some new rings uh, or a new base. If, if that's not helping, you know, you might have an issue with your rifle. Um, might have to be re-tapped and drilled. Um, hopefully not. But um, most of the time, if you got quality stuff, you might have it a little bit off, but it won't be too bad. And you can fix that with lapping, which is what I'm about to show you. And some people don't lap if they feel like their thing is aligned, their rings are aligned fine. Um, I think it's helpful um, because even if you don't really have any alignment issues, it allows a better, um, basically, grip from your rings onto your scope. Um, it causes little like micro abrasions in the metal that will cause it to just have more uh, surface area and more grip on there. So I like to do it. Uh, I think it's it's worthwhile. Um, so I'm going to set my alignment tool to the side here for now. Next, we are going to take our 220 grit lapping compound, which is basically, you could think of it like liquid sandpaper. So I'm just going to go ahead and apply some of this onto my rings. Okay. Not too much. Then I'm going to take my lapping tool, and again, you want to make sure you get the right size. If you got a one-inch tube, you need a one-inch uh, alignment tool and one-inch uh, lapping tool. Same with 30 mil or 34 mil, whatever you got. Set that guy in there. Now we're going to put our tops on here. 
Now you want to make sure you don't get lapping compound into your uh, onto your screws or into the holes because that grit um, you just don't want that in there. You can kind of mess up your threading. So this setup, I have four um, screws on each uh, set of rings. So what you want to do is you want to make sure um, that you do it in kind of like a figure eight type pattern. So you like you'll tighten the top left and then the bottom right, right? And then the top right and then the bottom left. That allows for the ring to go on evenly and not be lopsided in one direction or the other. So you want to do a little bit, a little bit more, figure four. And again, we're not going to go super tight here because we're just lapping. All right, now, just to give you a better visual of what's actually happening when you're lapping. So you're, you're actually removing material from the inside of your rings with this uh, lapping compound, which is basically, like I said, like liquid sandpaper. So, you know, you're going to do it a little bit and then you're going to tighten your rings down um, to get more contact on the lapping tool. It should be a little bit tough to move this thing at first, but then as you go and more materials removed, it'll get easier to go, it'll get easier. And this is, like I said, less important with this setup for me right now because the alignment was already so good on there. However, uh, if your alignment's not great, this is a really important step and you wanna really make sure you get this done well. And I'll show you how to check it here. But um, I'm gonna go up and down, side to side. Okay. At this point, I am going to remove the tops here and check on the pro progress of the lapping. So if you can see, the black coating on the metal has started to come off and you can see um, that the lapping is doing its job. So usually they say about 75% of that surface area should be removed like that. So that's how you know you're kind of done. So that honestly looks like about 75% to me. And you'll be able to tell on rings that aren't quite aligned, they'll be kind of more of a darker area in one spot. This one, you can see the, the darker areas are kind of um, evenly distributed, which is probably why the alignment is so good. Um, and one thing I did forget is at this point, um, before you take that second one off, you're going to want to, um, put a piece of tape on your tops here and just with a Sharpie, um, just mark which ones are which, because if you, sw if you get the, the two tops mixed up, it'll screw up your alignment. So I'm going to put F for front right here. R for rear right here, just to be sure. And you can, you can write it right on your base if you want, but I'm gonna use tape. And it's helpful to put a little arrow facing the front of the gun as well, just so you remember, because again, you don't wanna give them reversed either. So that's how I know that I got the right one in the right spot.
And this is just one of those type of jobs where you just got to devote some time to it. You do not want to do this when you're in any kind of time crunch. Uh, you just want to set aside the time and do it when the kids are in sleep or if the wife's got to run some errands, you got some time or whatever. You just, you don't want to rush this. You, you got to really, it's attention to detail is very important if you want to do the rifle justice. Okay, great. As you can see here, pretty much all the surface area of that thing is laughed off. So that's going to give a really strong grip onto my optic and whatever tiny little inconsistencies there were in the alignment should be 100% gone now. At this point, I am going to get my Wheeler Engineering leveling kit here. I'm going to throw this guy onto my barrel, this clamp, barrel clamp, I guess they call it. Make sure it's snug. And I'm going to put my other level right here. Now, all I, I want to do is first ensure that this reference level on the back here, and it is magnetized, and a lot of times it'll magnetize, but for some reason this base isn't made of a magnetic material. That's okay, I'll put it right on there, and then I'll just get my gun, and loosen this. Should hold that tight, I'll loosen this guy, and just work that thing till it's nice and level. This thing's on here, so I'm gonna use this knob here to adjust this to make sure she's level. Get that bubble in center. So now I got both bubbles centered. At this point I can remove this guy and I'm going to place my optic on here with the reference marks made with my pencil earlier. Make sure I'm still level there and then I'm going to put this onto my scope. Now this will allow me to get my scope on there level. So now, there we go, she's level. Since I have my tops nice and taped up, I can remember exactly which one goes on which and which side. Okay, now again, you wanna check your manufacturer for their specs in terms of torque. Seekins is telling me 20 inch pounds. So, where's my, oh yeah, grab my fat wrench here. Make sure it's not set at 50 anymore. And bring her all the way down to 20. Okay. 
So we got it set like 20 plus. I mean, it's basically 20, but maybe on the higher side of 20. Um, and pretty easy now. All I got to do, we're almost done actually. Again, just a little bit of Loctite. Now, I like the rings that have four screws each. I just think it's just more secure. You know, the old classic ones kind of had one screw on each side. I think nine times out of 10, you're fine with that, but this just adds a little extra security for me. I like it. And here we go. Start again that figure four. So we're gonna start with my top right. And then, or sorry, top right, sorry, top left, bottom right, top right, bottom left. You want to make sure these things are evenly clamped down. You don't want to clamp down on one side and loose on the other, right? If you have any alignment issues before you do this step, after you lap, put your alignment tool back on and check again that it's aligned. Now again, I'm just going to get that started and I'm going to go over here to this side and do this side. Same figure four pattern. There we go, first one. Okay, there she is. And I'm gonna take a dry Q-tip here and just, uh, if I got any residual kind of Loctite that came out or anything, I'm just gonna get that. And then I'll give it a visual check here. So I'm gonna put my bolt back in. working properly. And now all I gotta do basically is bore sight this baby and she's ready to take out to the range. Visually, everything feels great. Looks good. Just gonna visually kind of inspect here. Everything looks right. Now, as far as bore sighting goes, um, you know, I in the past had messed around with, you know, laser bore siders and different stuff like that, but there's really a much easier way to do it and it works, it, it works just as good, I think, as the, the laser bore siders, uh, saves some money and it's much easier, less of a headache. Um, basically what you're gonna do, it only works on bolt action guns, but basically what you're gonna do is you take your bolt out, um, set it up on a platform or you know a level surface like this, and you're going to 
um, take it outside or out a window or whatnot. Um, use your rangefinder. Find get a target set up if you can, or even you know if you like it's a rock or a tree or whatever. Find something that's 100 yards away, or get set up on something that's 100 yards away, or 200 if you want to do a 200 yard zero. But basically, I'll find I'll get a target 100 yards away, and I will literally just acquire that target in my bore of my gun. You know, looking as straight down the bore as I possibly can, get that target so I can see the target through the bore of my gun. And then I'm just going to look into the scope and I'm just going to dial my scope down to where it's hitting that target. And that'll get you on paper. Um, it's always gotten me on paper. So. so yeah, now this beauty is pretty much ready to bore sight and get out in the range and get her zeroed and, and get shooting. So I'm looking forward to uh, using this thing this fall, you know, possibly... Uh, putting a, a tag on my first elk or mule deer. Um, but anyway, thanks for watching. I hope this video was helpful uh, to some of you guys out there. If you have any questions, please feel free to ask. Um, you know, and I uh, appreciate y'all's support. Go ahead and subscribe to the channel if this was helpful. And uh, follow me on Instagram at The Hunter's Quest. And keep an eye out for upcoming podcasts and videos. And I uh, appreciate you guys. See you on the next one.